back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to How I Met Your Podcast by Runkle Recaps. We're on season three. This is episode 19, Everything Must Go. With me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Jen Runkle. Hello. Hi, Jen. Hey, Steve. Well, got a few news items to get out of the way before we get started on this. One, I noticed today that there was a really old post on Twitter by Pandu, one of our fans, mm-hmm. where he was he posted a link to an article about someone trying to build a high-rise in Vegas shaped as a banana, <laughs> and he made reference to Hammond Druthers finally got his, con- his high-rise. I do vaguely recall seeing that. So thanks, Pandu, for linking to us. Sorry, we, sorry I missed it. I, had, I think I was off Twitter for a little while. I've been ne- negligent. Um, another thing is, last week we mentioned one of our new listeners, friend, and fact checker, Tanya. And Tanya has provided, we, we have our, our ninth wedding anniversary this month. Tanya gave us a very nice gift slash trinket that is the shape of a blue French horn. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm going to post a picture of it probably on Instagram and Twitter. She gave us also a very nice little holder container for it that is engraved and congratulates us on nine happy years and for many more. But it was you know very specific to our podcast, and mm-hmm. so I thought that was so thoughtful of her. And you have you did you ever find out how she found that? I didn't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> some things maybe just need to stay a mystery. I don't know. They don't just ask. What am I supposed to- so every time somebody gets me a gift, I'm supposed to ask them where they got it? Well, I mean, this isn't like... she It's not like she got you a pair of socks. <laughs> she got something that was very specific to the show. I mean, you don't see a metal two-by-two-inch blue French horn every day. So I'm just curious. Did she just do a Google search and found one and bought it? Or was it something that like she had designed? Or Okay, I will investigate and report back. <laughs> I need to know these things. Um, I was listening to a podcast today that is done by the podcasters that did Seinfeld podcast that I really liked, and Jen listened to that as well. And they've they've got a whole podcast network, but this podcast they do is called Rob and Akiva Have a Podcast. Need a podcast. Or Need a Podcast, yeah. Uh, Renap, R-A-A-N-A-P, on Twitter. Today's released podcast by them was... Uh, spin-off shows are trash. So they picked three shows that were spin-offs and covered them a little bit, kind of like we would cover this show, and just talked about why they didn't work. And the three shows they covered were Joey, which was a spin-off from Friends, Saved by the Bell, The College Years, which was, I wouldn't even call that a spin-off. It was more of a continuation of the show, but in college. So 90210 just went into the college years, but they actually created a new... But the college years... Or it's still considered a spinoff, I guess. And then the third one they were doing was How I Met Your Father. Or is it How I Met Your Dad? I didn't see it, so I don't know. I think it's How I Met Your Father. And that never actually ended up going into a series. They had a pilot. Apparently you can find it online. It is created by um, Carter Bays and Craig Thomas. But it is not the titular mother's side of the story, which I thought... That's what they were going to release after the show ended. Was it Greta Gerwig that was? Yeah, Greta Gerwig was in it. Meg Ryan was the narrator, sort of like the Bob Saget of the show. Okay. And they were saying who else was in it. I didn't look any further. I didn't watch the show. 
But they said it was eh, not great. I mean, how many pilots are great? The reason I bring this up is because they were sort of throwing a little bit of shade at Carter Bays and Craig Thomas, saying, you know, they had this one intellectual property and they kept trying to get more and more out of it and it just wasn't working. They're like, what are they? What are they going to do next? And uh, one of them, one of the hosts, joked that their next project is going to be "How I Met Your Podcast" co-host. No, that's our job. And so, I think it was the joke that the next show is going to be a, a podcast of somebody looking for a co-host instead of a. a oh, okay. But I thought it was funny that they mentioned our podcast name within that. They weren't right. referencing us, right? I did mention it to them on Twitter that they almost promoted our podcast, and <laughs> Akiva said he like he, you know he checked like on my posting that. I haven't looked any further, but so if any of you are new listeners from. Rob has a podcast world. Welcome. (laughs) We have an email from Danielle. I'll read it up front because she got it to us a little late in regards to Rebound Bro. And so we'll cover it early. Danielle writes, hey guys, this will probably get to you late. She was right. Because this episode makes me sad. I thought Ted was being really insensitive to Stella. Agreed. Yeah, you were, you were, you recognize that he never said sorry Mm -hmm. and the show sort of took his side in it at -hmm. the end of it. She also writes, what do you think the dynamic would be like with Barney there? If Barney was around finding out that Stella hadn't had sex in five years, that's interesting. Yeah. I I don't know if it would added that much to it, but I, I feel like, yeah, Barney would have been even more insensitive than Lillian Marshall. True. Would have been more pointed and probably made fun of her more. So, yeah, probably good he wasn't around. Barney hanging up on that guy twice was my favorite part. She's, of course, <laughs> talking about crazy Willie. Right. And she nailed my favorite part and your favorite part, too. I think his hanging up twice was your favorite, wasn't it, last week? No, I think it was a close second, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, but crazy Willie was my favorite part, and that was part of the crazy Willie story. Mm-hmm. And her worst joke was when Randy was celebrating behind the glass. Now, I have to completely disagree with right. her. I loved Randy's dance moves. <laughs> so thanks so much, Danielle, for writing again. Do you have anything to cover before we jump in? I don't, unless, like I said, unless you want to do our Instagram message. That's weird. We've already talked about Okay, and- yeah, go ahead and mention the Instagram message. So we did get an Instagram message from a new listener, also named Danielle, but a different Danielle, saying, I just found your podcast on Spotify, and whoa, two of my favorite things in one podcast and How I Met Your Mother. Such a cool podcast, and you both have so much charm. Starting from the beginning and binging them all, absolutely love. So thank you, new Danielle. We appreciate your listening and writing to us. I like how things happen in threes, and so if there's another Danielle out there <laughs> listening to us that is not written, please write in so we can complete the set. <laughs> there, mm. there I go being charming again. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> okay. Well, as I as advertised, this show was amazing, this episode, and I laughed all the way through it. I had a lot of trouble finding a bad line. I had a lot mm-hmm. of trouble picking which good line was my favorite good line. Right. And one of the things I really loved about it is how many avatars there were for me in this episode telling Lily that her painting is not good. <laughs> and I thought, 
Lily figured out that her painting wasn't good. That's why she's back from San Francisco. Like, her art teacher said, your paintings are not good. Yeah, that you're right. That This was a weird revisit to that topic that probably didn't need to happen, but I'm glad it did because it right. brought so much humor. But Right, but it's weird that she's trying to cling on to this. No, I'm a real artist. Yeah, and that she could sell a painting for $500. Right. We start off with the narrator telling kids that in 2008, strange things have been happening to Barney, so our first place to go is to revisit the fact that Barney's getting slapped by women that are being tipped off mm-hmm. of what kind of guy he really is. Right. And we start off with actually a new occurrence before we get a rerun of the former ones. Uh, this one happened in that, I think it was at the bar. Yeah, it looked like it was McLaren's. Right. Although this time he's remembering that, oh, wait, she must still be here or be on her way out if this woman knows who I am. Right. So he looks around, sees a blonde in a purple dress walking out of McLaren's. Are we just skipping over the line or the the shtick he was trying? Uh, yeah, I was going to. Okay. But we can go back to it real quick because I don't get it now that you mention it. So, Who's Mr. Hall? Um, so it's actually referencing Jaws. Mr. Hall and I swam back. So he's pretending that he was part of Jaws. I don't remember a Mr. Hall character in Jaws. You know what, Jaws. I, I read it in the trivia, so okay. I, I don't know this myself, but I, because like, I, I was actually going to ask you if you knew what the heck this was referencing, and I saw it, yeah, in the trivia. He, um, yeah, so it says, in the first scene, Barney scammed to pick up a woman, has him in the role play by Roy Schneider in the movie Jaws, and refers to Richard Dreyfuss's character in Mr. Holland's opus. Okay, there we go. That's what I was missing. Oh, maybe the, the transcript has it as Mr. Hall and I... Swim back to shore. Okay, so the transcript doesn't have it right, but yeah, that, that's why I was confused. I was pretty sure there was no Mr. Hall in Jaws. It's been a while since I've seen it, probably 30 years. But at any rate, so obviously, as you can tell, we looked things up here, and Mr. Hall was not a character. Um, never, but so for those of you who have seen Jaws, may have, or are big Richard Dreyfus fans, may know that he was in Jaws and was the star of a movie called Mr. Holland's Opus. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad we looked that up because I watching it, I had no idea. Like I kind of assumed it was a Jaws reference, but I couldn't name any of the characters from Jaws, so I wasn't really sure. So he follows out the woman in the purple dress and the blonde hair, and the first woman he finds with a purple dress and blonde hair on the street, he asks her if if she had slept with him. And that he totally screwed her over, and she looked confused, so he knew it wasn't her. And then he pauses a second to think about, you know, what, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Right. But then immediately realizes this is not a good scheme. Barney then sees another blonde woman in a purple dress getting into a cab, and as it's getting ready to pull away, he jumps on it, looks inside, and lo and behold, we get Abby. Yep, Britney Spears is back again, y'all. He thinks her name's Amy. <laughs> And this becomes recurring throughout the episode. He cannot remember her name. Yeah, I, I find Britney Spears very cute and charming in this episode. Mm-hmm. She really, she was even better than she was in the last ones, I think. I like Barney's face when she says Abby. goes, right. <laughs> and I guess, I'm, I don't know. I guess I'm confused. Because it's like, she's obviously Britney Spears. She's gorgeous. How's Barney not remembering who she is? How's Ted not interested? Britney Spears is very attractive. I will say... She might not make a top 20 in just pure aesthetics for Barney. 
they bring in some pretty good looking actresses mm. and models to be his one offs. So while Britney Spears traditionally, yeah, when especially when she's done up to look like Britney Spears, mm-hmm. I sort of feel like in this they dulled her down just a tiny bit. Oh, I disagree. I feel like her hair's beautiful. She's got like really cute outfits on. Okay. You've always sort of had a thing for her, though. I mean, it's Britney. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't have a thing for Britney? Me. I don't... <laughs> really? Yeah, I I don't find her to be... She's alluring, but I don't put her on a pedestal as far as the looks category goes. Hmm. Okay. But obviously plenty talented, and I have all the respect in the world for her. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't... As far as, you know, all the women that have appeared on this show, I think... Stella's Sarah Chalk's a little better looking than she is in some. Scenes. Yeah, I mean, I think Sarah Chalk's very pretty too. But I mean, Britney's Britney. But you're right. Yeah, Britney's got her whole aura around her, her whole Britneyness. Yeah, I think you're giving her a boost for the Britneyness. Okay, we cut over to Ted talking about how you can do something right a thousand times in a row. Future Ted, that is, and we get Lily in class. And a little girl keeps bringing her different versions of a rainbow. Yeah, we get a little montage of all the different drawings this little girl makes of rainbows. And every time, yeah, Lily's the perfect kindergarten teacher. You know, it's beautiful. You know, she's encouraging her. Another rainbow. It's beautiful. And then, <laughs> the thousand and first time, <laughs> Lily just cannot. And you're kidding me. Seriously? Are you sick of these things? Yeah, and I'm Lily the first or the second time. Because, you know, I hate false enthusiasm. But for kids, you have to do it. <laughs> yeah. So good thing you didn't go into education. No, I, absolutely. When I, <laughs> you know, I, I can't agree with you more. <laughs> well, I like, so we get, you know, I think two examples of this, of the, like, you know, on the thousand and first time, and both times, right, immediately, the person's like, oh, <laughs> like, realizing they screwed up. <laughs> right. And they, you were saying that they repeat this pattern a few times. Like I think it might Marshall just be this one and then later. Marshall, but I, I, it, yeah, they, it happens both times, and it's very funny both times. <laughs> Letting it slip. Right. So we get back to the apartment, and Lily's got you know her paint set up going, and yeah, Ted asks, you know, just you know, how was your day? <laughs> Lily fills him in, and Ted's got a great line of a rainbow. Sounds like that bitch had it coming. <laughs> Such a good line. A perfect line. <laughs> one of the best ones of this episode. I'm, ha- I'm really having trouble... Figuring out which ones I think are the best. That's certainly in my final three. Marshall comes in. He's met with a contractor. Fixing the floors in the new apartment are going to be more expensive than the first estimate. Lily points out they could barely afford the first estimate. And Marshall says that he thinks that they're going to have to sell Lily's stuff. (laughs) And her response is just great. Oh, Marshall, that's just a game we play in the bedroom. Which no one was thinking before she said that. (laughs) But was it last week where she was saying she would sell her stuff for a nickel if she hadn't gotten any oh, in Oh, she year? said stuff. Maybe you're right. Selling it on, for a nickel, maybe. <laughs> I'd have to look back at it, but I, I don't know if that, those were the words she used. Okay, and five minutes later, after a little research... <laughs> so we found the transcript, and last week's episode, Lily had said if she went even one year without sex, she would be out on the street selling it for a nickel. Okay, so no stuff. So not before. stuff, but... <laughs> there was. This is now two references in a row to Lily prostituting. Sure. Uh, it's called sex working. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Feels so good to correct you on those things. I'm sure it does. Doesn't happen very often. <laughs> okay. 
Marshall corrects her. No, your designer clothes. Why she wants to know why her clothes? Which yeah, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> he doesn't think he's gonna get much money for his split happens bowling shirt. And Ted, dude, he's like, I'm not selling that. <laughs> <laughs> so Marshall created a website called Lily and Marshall Sell Their Stuff dot com. Which again is like a misnomer if he's not selling any of his stuff, but it's fine. Yeah, I don't like her joke of why not just make a guy forces his wife to dress in a garbage bag for the next three years dot com. But it does lead to a good joke, so I'm okay. Right. That was gonna be my worst joke, but then but the jo- to- then it gets recovered <laughs> by the follow up, which right. is that it's a real site and Lily has a good comment. Girlfriend, you cannot pull off a tall kitchen. <laughs> so I went to both of these sites. William Marshall sell their stuff.com actually was a fundraiser at one point for, I think it was LA Children's Hospital. Mm-hmm. So the page is technically up, but it's basically just says, you know, the name of it and then like no items for auction. It's a one pager. Yeah, so there's nothing really to it anymore. But um, Guy Forces His Wife to Dress in a Garbage Bag for the Next Three Years.com is like a slideshow of like a couple with the woman wearing garbage bags as shirts. It's very bizarre. Hmm. We're back in the cab with Barney and Abby. He wants to know why she's trying to ruin his life. And she says, and obviously this is why she didn't make the bracket. Because mm-hmm. you slept with me, then never called me again. And right. you know, and that's it. And in Barney's world, that, that that's just fine. That's about as good as it gets right. so far in this show. Right. So Barney points out that if he leaves you safe on dry land with adequate transportation home, you've got nothing to complain about. And as we saw in the bracket, that is correct. And in unrelated news, she also says, and then Ted, the love of my life, started dating my boss instead of me, which has nothing to do with Barney. <laughs> I guess it's just compounding bad months for Abby. Barney says, oh, boo-hoo, poor little Ashley. Abby! <laughs> Barney actually does commiserate with her because Ted dumped him as his wingman, she only had a crush on him for a couple of weeks, but Ted was his best friend for seven years. And Ted said Marshall was his best friend. <laughs> yeah, just such a great input there. <laughs> why Which did why that, Ted? Yeah, why how that came up? Which I makes it, it funnier. Yeah, I love it every time they throw like those little digs in at Barney. I don't. It's so silly. It always makes me laugh. So Abby and Barney start bonding on their common hate slash love for Ted. Mm-hmm. They're arguing about who hates Ted more. And this leads to them ending up sleeping together again. Right. I like how Abby says, are you as turned on as I am? Barney says, probably not quite as much. But, yeah, they end up (laughs) sleeping together. Abby has to apologize because she was yelling out Ted. Barney. Barney Barney apologizes for yelling out Abby. I am Abby. (laughs) Oh, cool. (laughs) We're back at the apartment, and Ted's astonished of how many things... Lily has to sell, wondering, you know, has she even worn this stuff lately? And Robin challenges him, like, your closet doesn't have stuff you've never worn. Now, we did see that he found a shirt that he hadn't worn in a long time, Mm -hmm. so that's true. And then we get introduced to red cowboy boots. (laughs) Which, this is interesting, because, you know, it starts out being that there's nothing that you... There's nothing in your closet that you've never worn, and Ted says that, no, you know, he's worn everything. Robin points out the red cowboy boots. And then the topic of conversation turns to that he can pull off the cowboy boots. <laughs> so I guess it's unclear up to this point if he has been wearing them. But, yeah, for some reason now it turns to. <laughs> I get the sense that he hasn't 
But now that these have been brought up, the argument becomes something completely different. Okay. And apparently these are notorious because Marshall immediately calls to Lily. <laughs> if I were to say Ted could never pull them off, what would I be talking about? And she knows it's the red cowboy boots. He thinks it's a classic Western, classic Western look. <laughs> and then they go through a montage of Westerns that might feature red cowboy boots. I don't really care for this one. No, it, it wasn't great. We'll skip over these, and Lily is lamenting she doesn't want to sell her clothes, and now we get Robin's interest. Yeah, Robin She's giving her, her a hug. hug. <laughs> and nah. Petting her back. Is this 100% silk? And she yells again. She will not do this. Then Lily has a suggestion. She thinks she can sell her paintings. Right. Yeah, she thinks, you know, good paintings go for like $500. And we go back to, sometimes you can do something right a thousand times in a row. And we get a little montage of Marshall complimenting Lily's paintings. And then the thousand and first time. That kind of money only goes for real paintings. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. So I, I'm still not quite sure if Marshall actually likes her paintings. I think maybe he likes them because she made them, not because they're good. Yes, I think that makes a lot of sense. It's like you loving my piano playing or me loving your whatever it is you do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a lot of hobbies besides <laughs> TV and books. You don't create things very I often. I don't. You do coloring a lot. Not as much lately. You have new hobbies. I do. Sure. A lot of them involve other people's content, not my own. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well. I do create this podcast, so there you go, and you're a fan of that. We are artists. Marshall doesn't think that selling her pain is going to get them there. And she sort of challenges back that they will. He's going to give her, what was it, three days? Or a week. He's giving her a week. Um, but I, here, read this part for me. And I'm going to play the narrator. Hold on a second. Oh, you're over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to play the narrator here, as we've seen in other episodes. Lily says, Marshall, I'm proud of my work, uh, I'm proud of my work as an artist. She shouldn't be. <laughs> my paintings are good. They're not. <laughs> and she bets Robin will want to buy one. And Robin turns around and says, what now? And she's just laying she in sprawled a pile Lily's clothes. <laughs> Marshall here says he loves his painting. She just wants, he wants her to be realistic. So it's kind of what we were saying. Mm-hmm. They need $1,500. That's three paintings, $500 a pop. And then she won't have to sell her clothes. And so he's given her a week because they need the money fast. Then Ted comes out <laughs> with the boots on. And they're playing like Western <laughs> movie right. music. Like the mm-hmm. kind of music. Yep. And Ted puts his foot up on the coffee table and declares, pulling them off. Which I think is a line we use quite a bit. (laughs) Stuff that we we come out wearing. Um, We go to a art gallery. (laughs) So what's your opinion about Ted's red cowboy boots? Is he pulling them off? No. I can't think of a circumstance or an outfit in which that would work for him. And... The only person I've seen pulling off red cowboy boots is the Laurie Singer character, Ariel, in Footloose. 
Now, I guess I'm confused about his outfit choices, too, because are you typically supposed to be tucking your jeans into the cowboy boots? No, you only do that with rain boots, I think, sometimes. <laughs> I mean, sometimes with, like, you know, knee-high leather boots. Oh, that's women, right, for women, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know that Ted knows how to wear cowboy boots, but I am not an expert on cowboy boots. That's not helping yet, and they're bright red. It's not like they're uh, like a maroon or a brownish red might right. work, but no, they're just bright red. And maybe if he has his jeans going over the boots, then they aren't so dramatic and maybe it works better, like a little pop of color. So No, they just, they're, they're not good. <laughs> um, and then we, much later on we find out what the circumstances were in which he bought them. Right. Robin was there and it was partially her fault. Right. Okay, so... Moving on. Now we're in the art gallery. Lily's first move was to display her art at an art show. And I want to say, if you look at her painting and then the paintings that are to the left and right of hers, hers looks like a middle school (laughs) art contest winner that got to hang their picture in an art gallery. Yeah, and I guess it's, yeah, it's interesting that they pick that one, which is, yeah, very juvenile, I guess you would say. I guess she can't be, you know, displaying a whole bunch of different paintings in this gallery. But Yeah, maybe she got a favor from somebody and they just gave her one space to... Right. You know what, I didn't really look at the other art around her. It, it was good. <laughs> it was legitimate pieces of art. They were very Kandinsky-esque, but we'll get there. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I looked it up. Okay. One woman does come up. As many, many people are passing by and not paying any attention to her piece of art, one woman does come up and says, I love it. And the way they angle this, the woman is looking at the painting. Mm-hmm. So they, they pull kind of a fast one on us. And right. then it turns out she's complimenting Lily's shirt, asking if it's 100% silk, exactly the same thing that Robin <laughs> wanted to know. Shirt, actually. Yeah. <laughs> And for some reason, Lily yells at this woman. It's not for sale. My clothes are not for sale. There was nothing about this woman's compliment that seemed like she was going to try and buy Lily's (laughs) shirt off of her. Well, Lily's just, you know, panicking. She doesn't want to sell her stuff. Her shirt is really cute, though. I can't remember exactly what it looked like, but it was sort of, like, Mm tuxedo-ish? Okay. Yeah, it was real cute. Next, they try and display the piece of art at a coffee house that displayed local artists. <laughs> no one's paying attention. Like, I've, I feel like I've been to a lot of places where the art on the walls are for sale. Mm, okay. It, especially when we lived in D.C. Coffee houses, things like that. And I've never actually paid much attention to them individually. Maybe there are people that do. But, and, th- and I, I believe those are usually pretty good and worth buying. As opposed to Lily's painting. Yeah, so she wants them to talk it up. Why don't you cover Robin's attempts? <laughs> Robin is me trying to talk about art. Wow, I really like that painting. It's neat. The colors are neat. The shapes are neat. It's really just neat. Ted's face is of such disdain <laughs> here. Now, Ted, much like me, has the gift of gab <laughs> and uh, describes the composition and... The brushwork, and it says it's almost Kandinsky-like, who was a Russian painter. He, I think he left Russia for France, but uh, around the turn of the, you know, in, from the 1800s into the 1900s. And he's also known as the pioneer of abstract art. 
Well, you can still enjoy it even if you're not a pretentious douche, according <laughs> to Robin. <laughs> and I think I said this to you on an earlier podcast when you were having trouble describing something. <laughs> I feel like we, we pull this one out from time to time. <laughs> really, are the colors neat or are they more neato burrito? <laughs> Such a great line. And she throws red cowboy boots back at him. He yells that he's pulling these off. Which apparently and, he's wearing at the coffee shop. And somehow everyone's listening to their conversation. Well, they're they're talking up the painting, so they're being loud. So makes sense. And then he, everybody just laughs at him. And he just yells back, I'm the one. <laughs> we go back to Barney and Abby in bed. And they're, again, comparing <laughs> notes on their hatred for Ted. Barney's better at this than Abby, who yeah. thinks he's... He has stupid, lame, awesome hair, and it's just so <laughs> stupid and awesome. And I love how every, every time she mixes a, a jab with a compliment, Barney's face always looks so confused looking at her. <laughs> like, why? What are you doing? Yes, Ted's just so lame and awesome. Barney is very upset. Not, he doesn't mention a lot about how, Barney, how Ted kind of dumped him, but more about how Ted's fallen in love and getting into this, deep into this relationship. I guess, you know, he's looking at it as, yeah, that that was one of the trigger points, I guess, for Ted to be like, I'm outgrowing my friendship with That's Barney. a very good point. He's so lame and awesome. Barney wants to teach him a lesson, though. Uh, point out how horrible he is when he's in a relationship. Right, and Abby wants to show Ted that she's over him. Are they thinking about the same thing? Abby's thinking about having sex with Ted. <laughs> Strange that she asked him if he was thinking that same thing. (laughs) Maybe not that strange. I mean, clearly Barney's in love with him in some way or another. Interesting point. So after four days without selling a single painting, Lily was getting desperate. And now we show her in the street amongst a lot of other street vendors that are selling more practical things like socks. (laughs) Right. And she's, you know... Lifelong dream hanging in the balance. Yeah, sort of... Uh, talking to herself, if you will, or talking to the the ether. And the guy next to her, made, played by Matt Besser, who's, you might know him from a few things. He's originally kind of a well-known sketch comedian. And he looked familiar. I forgot to look up and what I've seen him in. Yeah, he was, well, I think he was one of the founders of the Upright Citizens Brigade with Amy oh, really? Poehler. But you would recognize him probably best as Jerry, the divorced next-door neighbor in Modern Family. I don't. <laughs> the guy in the like first season who they're, they're counting on him to be part of their Halloween display to come over and help them with it, and he keeps talking about how his wife is leaving him. Okay, that sounds vaguely familiar. And then there's some other sad things. So he's sort of a sad sack character that shows up like two or three times okay. as their neighbor that's gotten left, been left by his wife. He's commiserating with Lily, asks her what she needs money for. She tells him she wants to know about him. He says he needs some money for heroin. And I like how Lily's attempt to show interest in conversation <laughs> with him. Do you like heroin? <laughs> he loves, in effect... If he if she sells her painting, he's going to steal her money and go buy more heroin. <laughs> Thank you for your honesty, crazy sock guy. And then, again, this guy speaks for me. Right. She's, she's, she's getting frustrated. She's ah, never going to sell this. It's like, it's not very good. <laughs> Just immediately. <laughs> no hesitation. <laughs> and then we get uh, a couple that stopped, two men, 
and are fascinated with her painting, and they cut there. We get to the bar. Lily's coming in with 500 bucks. Who's a real painter now, Marshall? I just Mar- love her attitude. Yeah, because scene. he's really not fighting back with her. <laughs> I, I get where she's coming from, that he doesn't think she could do this. But she's going to go ahead and, now that she's a professional artist, thank him by sketching him a portrait. And it's just suck it on a napkin. <laughs> she keeps saying suck it really weird. She's like, suck it. <laughs> yeah. Suck it. I can't do it, but. They want to know more about who bought it. She says it's a gay couple without kids. A G-quack. I wonder if she asked them, do you have kids? <laughs> or if she's just assuming. <laughs> maybe she took it to their place. Oh, Maybe. Well, no, she wouldn't need to, I mean. Mm, I don't know. Or maybe they didn't have the the money on them, so she went back with them. Now, is G-Quack an acronym that existed prior to this? No, I don't think so. (laughs) Or they just made this up for the show. Right, I think they made it up for the show, because it's just, it's not very, it's very clumsy sounding. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I like to head you back to (laughs) G-Quack, as if he has heard of it before. Right. And Ted suggests that she offers them a free painting if they throw a private art party for her, which is actually a very good idea if... Yes, if you're a real artist yeah, with real they, talent. If they actually liked her painting. Right. And then she gives another sucker to Marshall. And just, yeah, the way she says it and then like kind of like throws her arm up and runs off is really funny. Then we get Barney and Abby arriving at the bar. Yes, and they're matching blue sweaters... White undershirts. Barney has glasses on. <laughs> For some reason. <laughs> Just looking the yeah, I wonder perfect. why they didn't give her glasses in this case. But. I don't know. Just the picture of <laughs> coupledom waltzing into the bar. This is very strange. It's a great scene, but I'm not sure what Barney's end game was here. Because you're not going to make Ted feel bad about being a relationship guy. So right. I, can, I get what, where Abby's coming from if she's trying to make Ted jealous. Yeah, it's a very poorly thought-out plan on Barney's part. But it does make for an outstanding scene. Yeah, I, I guess, yeah, the more I think about it, because he wants to show Ted where, you know, relationships lead, which is proposals and marriage, which is exactly, exactly what, what Ted, Ted wants. wants. So it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I didn't think his, Barney's speech from there out was that great, but Abby comes in with, that's right, and girlfriends are lame, unless they're me. I miss you, Ted. Marshall looks so confused. Ted gets what's going on here, but Marshall's like, what is, who, I don't, I guess Marshall would know who she was because he went to the I, Yeah, would the he doctor's remember office. her? If he went once, it's hard to say. But, you know, we get a lot of Barney's descriptions of what being a couple is like. And let's, what, what do we do? Do we, we don't go to farmer's markets, but we you, don't. you want to. I think if, if I've I was, been to farmers markets, we have never gone together. Right, and you some you've taken Tyler a couple times, mm-hmm. and you've asked me, "Do you want to come to the farmers market?" And I'm usually like, "No, <laughs> no interest in a farmers market." Um, day hikes, I like day hikes. You're so so on them. Yeah, we don't have matchy matching cargo, khaki cargo shorts either. We, yeah, there's a possibility of it like ten years ago, but or or fifteen years ago, but of us so having now. matching cargo shorts. <laughs> yeah, well, people don't wear cargo shorts anymore. I'm pretty sure you wear cargo shorts. I don't have any cargo shorts. I might have that I finally threw out a long time ago. I have khaki shorts. Close enough. I have, like, ones that I could play if I play golf, wear if I play golf. But those aren't cargo. Cargo has, like, the big pockets. I'm going to keep an eye out in your short store. I just re- I just reorganized it, and I'll show you right after this. And then I'll be like, suck it! <laughs> 
<laughs> only if you make me a Runkle original on a napkin. <laughs> pair drawing of a pair of shorts. <laughs> with cargo shorts with a big X over them. <laughs> See, this is what being coupled is like. It's awesome. We do have movie night. We do have movie night. Yes, every Saturday night we have movie night. <laughs> Abby says, we're showing Ted how lame he is. <laughs> yeah, I'd be so bad at this. <laughs> yeah, Barney, you don't have to say it, though. <laughs> Ted's, you know, asking him politely to stop. Right. And then we get a good line. Stop what, Ted? Stop being in love? Next, he'll ask us to stop breathing. We can't stop breathing, Ted. Your <laughs> hair looks amazing. <laughs> okay. Barney won't stop until he shows him what being in a relationship leads to, and then he, he proposes. proposes. Abby doesn't get that it's a bit, and runs off to call her mom. Yeah, Ted immediately <laughs> picks up on the fact that Abby does not think he's kidding. Right, and as she gushing to his mom, her mom, Barney's like, totally committed to the bit. <laughs> and apparently doesn't correct her then and there. No, does not. So we get Lily on the phone with Lawrence, and I love Lawrence. <laughs> I want Lawrence in my life. So Lawrence is in a good mood. Lily says, you sound happy. He says, oh, he's, you know, popping the champagne right now. Lawrence is played by Todd Sherry. I've seen him as a waiter in two different other shows. Hmm. There was okay. something, in fact, there was something last night. I think it was Modern, maybe Modern Family. And I saw him on Entourage as a waiter. Okay. But he's got more of a role in this than I've seen him in other things. I once, so I have a friend, she's an actress, although I don't think she acts anymore, but I want to get her on this podcast because she is in an episode of How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. Her name's Cheryl. And her and I go back a, a fairly long way. She was good friends with someone I went to college with. So after college, we'd go do stuff, like go to the beach or do New Year's in the same grouping with her. And so I was looking through her Facebook pictures at one point in the last few years, and she had a picture with her and Todd Sherry. Oh, funny. And so I commented on the picture, even though it was like a five-year-old picture on her Facebook. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't recent. But I commented on it anyway. I said, hey, it looks like you bagged you a G-Quok. <laughs> and neither her nor Todd Sherry acknowledged my comment at all. <laughs> so I was like, damn, I was hoping this would be in a way to engage with him a little bit. But no, no, no comment back. Maybe he didn't read the full script. He didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> he only read his part. Could be. And... When Lily suggests that she's going to offer an exclusive chance to view some of her other paintings, we get a great response from him, which is another one of my favorites. <laughs> oh, honey, oh, sweetie. Oh, 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 not this one yet. Okay, we're, we're going to get to it. But he tells her that uh, they just, he should have told her, they just bought it for the frame. It's an original Anton Kreutzer, or Kreutzer, which is not a real person. But do you know what that's referencing? No. Oh, interesting. You should know this because you've been rewatching Cheers. Apparently, it is somebody's alter ego on Cheers. Really? Yes. Anton Kreutzer was the name of Norm's alter ego in the Cheers episode, The Two Faces of Norm. Hmm. So it doesn't say. Maybe I haven't circled back to that because I am doing a rewatch of Cheers right now. I'm on like midway into season four. So we're, we're still in the Diane years, even. 
Uh, I think I have five or six more seasons to go. Oh. So there's okay. a lot of space for me to get back, to circle back to that. Oh, and there's a lot of stuff in this episode I just assumed you were going to know. <laughs> mm, yeah. You're usually good on these references that I don't get. Okay. So Lily's a little disheartened here. You, know. you didn't like my painting? And we get a, okay, here's the line I love. <laughs> oh, honey, oh, sweetie, no, not at all. But, you know, good for you. <laughs> and his face when he says it. Just so well delivered. Right. And so he, Lily... He just crushed that line. Right. Lily, you know, would at least like the painting back if, you know, they don't want it. <laughs> he threw it out. We get a lot of yes in this episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Barney orders fake champagne for everyone as a toast. But, yeah, actually ginger ale because it's a bit... Yeah, that's what I meant by fake champagne. Yeah. Here. Ginger ale. At the apartment, we get Lily and Robin there. Lily is suffering through having to sell her wardrobe piece by piece. And one of the first things to go is a dress that she really likes. It looks like a sundress of some sort. And she retells a story of a a two-syllable damn that she got as she was walking down the street in a dress and it really made her day. A two-syllable damn. That's the dream. Yeah, so it's like, damn. (laughs) For people who had just rewatched the show. Right. Before listening to this. Yeah, so Lily is sad now it belongs to Canada Girl at MetroNews1.com. <laughs> and you see as, you know, Lily's talking about this, Robin's on her phone. Right. <laughs> yeah, Robin doesn't have a lot to do this episode, but oftentimes she's very when... funny in the background. Yeah, oftentimes when she doesn't have a lot to do, she's even better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's, she's really good in the small bits that she has to do here. She'll go back to this line over again. It's still in the family. <laughs> right. But if it's her favorite dress, like, maybe don't sell that one. I don't think she said it was her favorite. Just she has a fond memory of it. It's right in the transcript. There goes my favorite dress. Oh, okay. Good point. So there. Suck it. (laughs) (laughs) Suck it. All right. Let's go do the cargo shorts thing now. I need to even this out. All right. We're not going to do that. We'll do that later and then report back. All right. Marshall and Ted come in with a lot of enthusiasm. You're not going to believe what happened. Marshall went to the G-Quox apartment to get her painting or figure out where they threw it out. And... You know, she asks why. Marshall explains that you know, he feels bad that a bunch of vultures are picking apart the carcass of her wardrobe as Robin's again, you know, <laughs> holding the dress. Yeah, they, after she says vultures, they, they all look at Robin. <laughs> it's still in the family. <laughs> so... Marshall goes to rescue it. Can't stand to think of it in a trash can. We get Marshall and Ted arriving at Lawrence's and his and his uh, boyfriend or husband's apartment. <laughs> Lawrence is immediately very flirty with Marshall. Well, hello. <laughs> right. Talk about a nice frame. Yeah, as Lawrence starts to compliment Marshall, we get a okay. Here we go again. <laughs> we get it. Gay guys like you. Yeah. So Lawrence says that he has a nice frame, he's a big one, and he's married to that little bit of a thing. How does that work? He'd like to find out. <laughs> Lily says, yeah, we get it. Gay guys like love me. Gay guys love me. That's how I feel. I don't get anything from women, but gay guys really do love me. I like you. Yeah, no, you're, I get <laughs> something from women, but not women. Good. You're the only one I want to get that from. True, but all right. So... <laughs> But here's the important yeah. part. Ted butts in. You know, the important part. <laughs> he, 
he um, also butts in at Lawrence's apartment, you know, asking, what do you think of these boots? And so Lawrence calls Walter. Yeah, Walter appraises and uh, declares. Yeah, well, I like the, the shorthand between him and Walter. 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 Boots. <laughs> <laughs> right. And Walter declares. Pulling them off. And just Marshall's face in the background is really funny. <laughs> and he, it's it's brilliant that he uses the same verbiage as Ted used <laughs> a couple times. Right. So Ted leaves. He's going to be in the cab. <laughs> Back at their apartment, Ted declares that his boots are cheek quack approved. <laughs> Lily's getting mad. Like, get back to the painting. <laughs> so they threw it in the dumpster. We get Marshall looking through the dumpster for it. And then someone comes out and tells him that someone already pulled it out. It's uh, Dr. Greer, who's a v- veterinarian in the building. And Lily's wondering who Dr. Greer is. Marshall takes her there. So her and Marshall at the vet. Dr. Greer had to retells the story, and we get a flashback of him having to do a trash run. It was a busy day, a lot of new trains. But it's like, oh, we don't need to hear the details. And it's not what you think. Mostly just dog testicles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly just dog testicles. <laughs> the, playing Dr. Greer's Larry Whitmore. Well known from The Daily Show and mm-hmm. then his own show, although I don't think it lasted more than a season or two. I think, I want to say he's also a producer on Insecure, if I'm remembering correctly. Very funny in this. Mm-hmm. And I like his, uh, he saw the painting sitting there at the top of the dumpster and he said, hey, free painting. <laughs> And so it like, kind of shows him in the flashback and him mouthing the words as he's like narrating over the flashback. That's true, yeah. Which is really funny. And then we get a good montage of dog <laughs> names. We love how, we love the names that this show gives to dogs. So here we get <laughs> Muffin. Yes, Muffin was really mad at first, but then they put him in exam room three and Muffin immediately calmed down. We get Tidbit. King Larry. The Weinstein triplets. And I like how Dr. Green is standing behind the Weinstein triplets <laughs> trying to see what they see. Which are all Dalmatians. Yeah. <laughs> and so I had to rewind this because I thought it was so funny. Like, just <laughs> the dogs. <laughs> all of the dog ones or just the, the Dalmatians? <laughs> no, all of them. I was just sitting there staring up at it. I foresee us having to take a little bit of a break here. Do you think it would have been fun if while they were we saw the dogs there, they would started playing murder? Come aboard the murder train. <laughs> so I just think it's really funny that the dogs all have these really serious looks on their face. Did you notice Dr. Greer behind the triplets, like trying to look with them? Yeah, like trying to like kind of move his head sideways. <laughs> I watched that twice because it made me laugh so much. <laughs> Especially King Larry. He's just so scared. was it that? No, it was Tidbit. So Tidbit's like a bull mastiff or something, and he's just so serious. Like, really reminded me of Roxy's face sometimes. So much like this, uh, this scene does to Jen, <laughs> Lily's art speaks to canine sensibility in a very primal level. <laughs> but you know who it bums out? Cats. Or, birds. whoops, birds. <laughs> yeah, bums out birds. Apparently a bird committed suicide. Is that what Dr. Greer said? Yeah. Us? That's a nice detail. They didn't. And he flew into the ceiling fan. I guess it's unclear if the ceiling fan killed it. Yeah, but when they reveal that another bird flies into their window, I think at this point we got it's not just a coincidence. Oh no, oh, poor parrot. But it's a nice detail that 
birds commit suicide <laughs> when, when they're around her paintings because they didn't need that. But I thought it was <laughs> it a just nice gives extra. Them a something extra. <laughs> so they get Doctor Greer to buy four more and the extra money that they're going to get above and beyond what they need to fix in the apartment will go to reinvest in Lily's paintings. So we never get a sense of how much money they ended up making from Lily right. doing paintings and so, that yeah, went to veterinarians. That's what I haven't noticed. Like, did this ever become a thing? Like, we never hear of it ever again. We do. Do we? Yeah, somebody knows who Lily is. I want to say maybe it's the mother because they know of her paintings in their veterinarian's office. Oh, interesting. I think it might be the titular mother okay. that ultimately says, "Aren't are you the Lily Aldrin that paints... Whose paintings I've seen in a veterinarian's office. <laughs> oh, funny. Okay. I think that's how her and Lily start talking to each other. Okay, interesting. I might be wrong. It's somebody, though, because this does come back around. Okay. So, yeah, this is where, you know, Lily's thanking Marshall for, you know, believing in her, and then a bird crashes into the window. Birds really just don't get you. We're at Abby's, and Barney's coming in because he thinks he left a tie there. She's very lovey-dovey with him. <laughs> She's in wedding planning mode, stressville, population me. <laughs> what should the cake be? Fudgy the whale or cookie puss? Yeah, so clearly life. this is going to be a real fancy wedding. Yeah. She, does, she wants to do it at Labor Day because 4th of July would take away attention from America. <laughs> and me. That's my birthday. That's true. If and anyone's looking to buy gifts for your favorite podcaster on July 4th. On 4th of July. Um, so she's not hearing Barney. Barney's saying, like, you know, this was a bit. And then so Barney changes tactics and decides to tell her that Ted begged him not to marry her so he they can't go through with it. This is really good revenge. <laughs> it really is. Because you know she's going to do it. You know it's going to bug the crap out of Ted. Right. So she gives, he, Barney gives her Ted's home address. <laughs> it says because he works late, she shouldn't go before 2 or 3 a.m. She feels wrong about keeping the engagement ring, but it's a piece of candy that he just eats off of <laughs> the setting. And that's the episode. That's it. Well, in the transcript, we get Marshall and Lily talking about how the websites raise money for Children's Hospital of Los Angeles, but we didn't see that in the Hulu version. No, I guess that was just a, you know, as it was happening thing they must have put at the end. Yeah. All right, where do you think I rank this? I think... Can you tell me which top ten places have already been taken up? So far, I've ranked one, four, five, nine, and ten. Seven. No, it is number three. Ooh, okay. Everything Must Go is number three. Oh, don't look. Oh, sorry. So, yeah, another top ten episode. There's, we're only missing number two to, to fill out the, the top three. But, yeah, number three. I mean, this is a perfect episode. Yeah, it's very good. It's got so many iconic moments between, you know, the Barney and Abby stuff, the G-Quox. Nito burrito. <laughs> the red, yeah, the red leather boot. The red... Cowboy boots. Red cowboy boots. Um, I, I just... Blown away by this episode. And this is coming to be one of the longest podcasts we've ever done. Well, there's a lot of breaks in between. What's your favorite line? Um, 
I think I have to go with the dogs staring at the paintings oh, because nice. it just made me laugh That's so true. much. That's true. I should have known because it just made you re-laugh so much. Yeah, it, re- it was not going to be my initial. I think my f- I have a couple things marked down as, you know, Rainbow sounds like that bitch had it coming, the Nito or Nito burrito. But then as I got into the episode and just could not stop laughing at the dogs, I, it had to be the dogs. Mine came down to a Rainbow sounds like that bitch had it coming. Or the, oh, honey, oh, sweetie, no, not at all. But, you know, good for you. I think I'm going to go with the second one because, again, that's me talking to Lily. (laughs) And being fabulous while doing it. I don't know that you pull off fabulous. No, I don't. But it gets me a little closer. (laughs) And your least favorite. I really don't have a least favorite. I... I looked through. I didn't find anything I really didn't like. Mine is the montage of the westerns that would have red cowboy boots. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. I guess maybe if I had to pick one, I I went through and couldn't really pin anything down. So. All right. (laughs) Good episode. Yeah. Uh, Great episode. Can you tell people how to reach us? Yes, you can email us at runklerecaps at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at runklerecaps, on Instagram, underscore how I met your podcast, underscore. Okay, well, <laughs> Jen and I actually made a pretty big purchase tonight. We, made, we bought a sleep number bed. Yay! Unfortunately, it's not coming for <laughs> 24 more days. And it costs thousands, so it looks like we're probably going to have to sell Jen's stuff. <laughs> So we'll let you know more about that next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.